This episode of The Yarn is sponsored by Heinemann in their professional book, Read the World, Rethinking Literacy for Empathy and Action in a Digital Age. Colby talked with co-author Kristen Zimke about the book. This book is about technology in the classroom. You know, we feel like maybe the last few years, people have gotten distracted by all the things. And when we look at what we should be doing with kids, it's not about the things, but it's really about helping kids tell their story. It's about helping kids hear the stories of others. We really hope that educators can start seeing these devices as empathy machines and leveraging them to do good in the world and be used as tools for thinking. Technology can be a force for good in the classroom. Read the World, Rethinking Literacy for Empathy and Action in a Digital Age will show you how. Visit Heinemann.com to learn more and order a copy. Okay, Colby, here we go. Um, I love this episode because we get to talk about some things that are coming in the in this this year. You know, some new books, things we're looking forward to, things that are kind of getting us excited about 2022 in children's literature. And just like in our year in review post. We've come up with a few different categories, and we've gone in there and listed some things, and we're just going to kind of go through those categories and discuss them. Um, the first category, we're starting off with a bang here, 2022 book you are most looking forward to reading. Colby, go ahead. North Wind by Gary Paulson. Um, when Gary started publishing with Macmillan, he signed a three-book deal, and uh, North Wind is the third book. And it will be the last book published by him that we know of. Um, I'm sure that he may have have, have some he might have some other writing somewhere. Uh, but this is the last one that like Gary knew was coming out. And people are saying, North Wind does for the sea what Hatchet did for the woods. And that's a really powerful statement. So if you probably know that Gary passed away last year, our listeners, and um, he passed away just after How to Train Your Dad came out, I believe. And this book comes out in January, and I am dying to read it. And we are actually going to have on the show, I think I told you this, Travis, we're going to have his longtime agent on the episode to talk about the book. And when I interviewed Gary last December, December of 2020 for The Yarn, this was the book she most wanted to talk to me about after Gary had hung up. So they are very excited at Macmillan, and I have readers in my classroom. We've been talking about it, and I just can't wait to to read it. But also at the same time, Travis, like, this is it, right? Like, well, it's exciting, and I know it's a, it's a shorter book, Um it will be weird to finish it. It will be hard to to finish it. Yeah. Yeah, that is one I'm also really excited to read. Um, anytime where he's telling a wilderness survival story, I'm all in. Um, and this has the makings of a good one, so I'm excited to read that as well. Um, I have a few books that I'm looking forward to reading here in 2022. Michaela Goad, who won the um, Caldecott 
for We Are Water Protectors. She has a book that she's authoring and illustrating called Berry Song coming out in 2022. I'm excited to see what that's like. Dan Santat is coming back to graphic novels. It's been a while. I remember he said with sidekicks he'd never do that again. (laughs) And doesn't he have two graphic novels coming out? He does. He has one. Well, the one that I'm interested in reading in 2022, it's called The Aquanaut. Um, And then he has another one that's more of a memoir coming out after that. Um, I don't think that's going to be until the next year. So The Um, Aquanaut. Yeah, Dan Dan Santat, um, The Aquanaut, coming back to graphic novels, um, anything Dan Santat does, uh, I'm interested in reading. I, I was really excited to see that Aaron Reynolds and Peter Brown are coming back with another book. Uh, this time it's called Creepy Crayon. <laughs> They've had creepy carrots. They've had creepy pair of underwear. And now Creepy Crayon. I probably couldn't say any sort of book that would get more excitement among my students. Yes. There's, there, then Creepy Crayon is coming out. Creepy carrots and creepy pair of underwear are absolutely the most popular picture books in my um, elementary school library. And so they're also both great books um, and really funny and and fun to read aloud. So Creepy Crayon coming out this year, I'm excited about. So Creepy, the carrot was orange, underwear was green. Do we know the color of the crayon? Is there like that? Um, I believe it's purple. Awesome. Let's go. Um, and also the first cat in space ate pizza by Mac Barnett and Sean Harris. And I've actually read the first part of this and I'm loving it. Um, but it's the digital PDF copy and it's really hard to read that on a screen. Um, but all I know is I have my first taste of it and that first taste was very good. So this is the book that Mac Barnett and Sean Harris they kind of um, created during um, the, kind of the beginning of the pandemic. Mac, Mac Barnett was doing an Instagram live show where he would read a book and kids could tune in and listen. And then he invited Sean Harris on and they did sort of a live cartoon, they called it. And it, it was about the first cat in space ate pizza. And now they're making it into a graphic novel. And I'm also very excited to read that. Um, is there any book that you've already read that's going to publish here in 2022 that you've really loved, Colby. Yeah, Those Kids from Fawn Creek by Newbery medalist Aaron Entrada Kelly takes place in a very, very, very tiny town. Um, think like 10 kids in each grade. And so anytime a new kid comes into school, it's like a really big deal. And at the beginning of this book, a very mysterious and unique child comes to school and kind of like just captivates everyone and every day after like everyone knows everyone everyone knows everyone's story everyone knows where everyone lives and every day when everyone leaves school they kind of like you know all walk to their homes and she goes into like the woods where there's like no homes and it's just super mysterious who this girl is and the way that she affects everyone else at the school and uh, you know, as a reader, you're expecting to learn more about her as the story takes place. And it's, it's, you just can't stop reading. You have to figure out what, what happens to her. And I love like small town, like super small town things. So I, I, I really, really love this book. That sounds great. 
Um, the one that I've already read and loved is a picture book. It's called The Upside Down Hat, written by Stephen Barr and illustrated by Gracie Zhang. Gracie Zhang, you might know, um, she's illustrated a couple things, um, but Lala's Words came out um, just this year, and it was one of my favorite picture books of the year. Um, she's just got a really cool um, illustration style. The Upside Down Hat is... It's kind of this cool, um, like story that kind of, um, it's like a cyclical kind of a story, um, about this upside down hat that's kind of magic as well. And how it sort of leads this kid into these different adventures. It's sort of a, one of these books that's difficult to describe, but after reading it, I thought, wow, I haven't really read a picture book like that recently. And it really stuck with me. So The Upside Down Hat by Stephen Barr and Gracie Zhang, one that I've already read and loved this uh, in, in this coming 2022. Very um, exciting. Yeah. So big authors with books in 2022. Colby, you got any? Well, is there anything more exciting than John Shu coming out with two books in the same season, a professional book? And uh, then his picture book debut, This Is a School. Uh, John's quite quite a big deal in the world of children's literature and Broadway musical viewership. And uh, I almost expected like the back of it to have like a giant picture of him, you know, like Kelly Clarkson's book. <laughs> She's so famous. Like you turn it over and there's like a huge, no, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm really excited. Like he has been promoting and celebrating and honoring books as much as anyone has done. And I hope that people throw their love and support behind his beautiful, his two beautiful books, um, like he has done for so many others. And we're going to have a whole month of shoe here on the yarn where you talked to him about the picture book. I talked to him about the professional book and I'm just excited to, it's always cool when you see, someone's dream of becoming a published author come true and for it to be a good friend like John is to you and I, I think is really exciting. Yep. I am friends with John and I am also just a big fan of John. If you've ever seen him uh, present to kids or to teachers and librarians, you know, he's just kind of a, just a special person. Um, the excitement, the enthusiasm that he brings around books, reading, literacy. I'm amazed by what he does. And so I'm just, yeah, really proud and really excited for him to have some books out there in the world of his own. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, uh, there's a few other authors um, that have some big books coming out in 2022. Kelly Barnhill, um, Newberry winner. Kelly Barnhill has a, a new book called The Ogress and the Orphans coming out, um, which is much anticipated. Christina Suntornvat, uh, who won, I don't know, every award last year. <laughs> two Newberry Honors, right? <laughs> she, was, she was winning cyber. She was winning two Newberry Honors. She was winning lots of things. Uh, she has a book coming out next year um, in 2022 called The Last Mapmaker. Pam Munoz-Ryan. Um, who also multi-award winning author. She has a book coming out called Solomar. And um, it's, I feel like 2021 was sort of like a banner year for, for big books from well-known authors. 
and this year is maybe a little bit more of like a normal year where there's definitely there's definitely a handful but this past year was just it was like uh it was crazy how many how many big sequels companion books yeah. and those sorts of things came out so when can we expect your because you write that those blog posts every year where you take like books by newberry winners and like what and caldecott yeah. winners when do those posts usually come out that's usually march april time okay so Travis, every in March and April, will have a post on his blog, 100 Scope Notes, where he... Do you take the medal and honor winners or just the medalist? Medal uh, and, medal and honor. Oof. So he'll let you know what books for former... Or not former, but people have won the medal and the honor, books that they have coming out yep. this year. It's a great, great list. And it's really fun to go into the comments and see everyone pointing out books that he missed. It's, it's probably, it's really funny. <laughs> I am, I tell you, um, I really try hard to like get everything and every year there's stuff that I just didn't know about. And so I really appreciate it when people get on and they're like, Oh yeah, you missed this book and this book and this book. And it's like, wow, I had no idea. And thank you. And I usually add those into the post. Yeah. You usually don't always add them. I always add them. Okay. I always add them. Just check it. So Unless all- I look it up and they, sometimes I look it up and they're wrong. Oh. That's pretty rare. Yeah. But but usually they're right on and so then I add it. Yeah. And I, I have read The Last Map Maker and it is phenomenal. Oh, awesome. And Christina also has a book, a picture book coming out called To Change a Planet, which is really cool. Predictions for what you think might happen in 2022. I love yours. Tell us more, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't even really know what this means. Um, so I've said books as NFTs, question mark. So I don't quite understand the whole NFT thing, but... So non-fungible tokens? Non-fungible token. Okay. Yeah, so um, all that I know is it reminds me of when the Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> they made they, the whole clan got together and they did an album. But they only made one copy of the album. Oh wow! And they sold it to this to this guy who ended up going to prison. It's this whole long story, but um, for like millions of dollars. And so I always think of that when I think of NFTs. Whenever I hear them explained, because it's kind of like the NFT is like it's sort of like the original. You own the original version of this thing. So I'm wondering if. There will be somebody out there, um, a well-known author, who will write a book and they will sell it as this NFT, which is like a digital version of this, you know, you have the original copy and you are the one sole owner of this digital copy of this book. And, you know, then it's kind of highly sought after. Like imagine if a really popular author sold something and they only sold one copy of a book, Um, it would go for a really high price. And so I, I'm curious to see if that sort of moves into publishing in some way. I guess it really doesn't um, help publishers in any way. So maybe it's something that would be published sort of independently. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I, I'm still un- trying to figure out what that means. But I'm curious to see if it if it happens. You should do it. You should be the first. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that anyone's. I don't know that anyone's interested in. I would buy it. Picture, would picture buy book it NFT. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because 
what I've seen, the ones that I found very interesting are when people sell them, but they also include something else. Like, for example, like the Pistons drafted Luke Garza from Iowa, and he did a non-fungible token, like a bunch when he was leaving Iowa, and you could buy them. And I'm not exactly sure what it was, but it also came with, you can also send like someone to his summer camp every year. Oh. I've also seen people do it okay. where it's like also you get this token, but you also get like time with the person who made it every six months, like a 15 minute phone call, or you get like a free ticket to a conference these three years. But yeah, I don't really understand it very well. But NFTs should absolutely come into the children's literature world um, because it's just you know, I think about all of the money that it may, authors have and illustrators have lost just not being able to to do what they usually do, go attend conferences and um, do author visits, I guess, which comes into my prediction. I think that author visits are going to start to make a comeback. Um, obviously, things are really hard right now with the surge in cases, but I think hopefully once we get through the next couple of months, hopefully the spring is filled with authors safely visiting schools and definitely into next year. I think I could have said this last year too, but I just know so many creators rely on this money, you know, this reliable money that they can book out, you know, 20 days a year, 10 days a year that can pay their health insurance or pay their mortgage and different things. So I'm hoping that that and not only that, but it's like great for kids. Like we love having authors come into our schools and share their stories and inspire kids. So I'm, I'm hopeful, but also worried that we're right. not there yet. Cautiously op- optimistic, cautiously yeah. pessimistic, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> One of yeah. The two. One of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am hoping as well that we can get back to some in-person stuff. I think everybody at this point is um, sick of virtual, right? Um, just attending another zoom session is, is it gets harder and harder with each passing month. We want to be back in person. So let's hope that that can happen this year. Fingers crossed. Okay. So I love this question. This is, this is the question where we can really start to dream big. I feel like yeah. the question, the question is who do you want to have on the yarn in 2022 so this is we're in kind of a weird place with the yarn because normally we have so many um, interviews that we have done in person and we're just kind of sitting on them and we just kind of release them one at a time right now we're not sitting on a lot of interviews so um i feel like you know there's a lot of different directions that we can go and the fact that we're not in person still as much as we would like to be uh, it, it kind of opens things up for a Zoom interview or that kind of thing. So it kind of opens some doors. So do you have anyone that you would really love to have on the yarn in 2022, Colby? Yeah. I've, I, here, so I don't know if we mentioned in this episode. We mentioned in the last, in our 2021 review episode, we have this document that we're going through. And I answered all of my questions. And you you ask questions like this, Travis. You say, who would you like to have on the yarn in 2022 and all these questions make me feel like you i'm supposed to have like one answer and then i write it and then you have like four six (laughs) nine things so 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would like to have Jacqueline Woodson. I would always like to have Jacqueline Woodson. Yes. She is, yes. I believe I may have said her last year. I will continue to say her, uh, yeah. as if you have followed the yarn, I, I like to try to have like super famous people on. I tried to get Shaquille O'Neal. It was actually close. <laughs> Uh, there was talk of when NCTE was in Atlanta that I was going to go to the TNT studios and get 15 minutes with yep. him. Unfortunately, that didn't yep. work out. Uh, yep. I mean, we had like, and this is becoming even a bigger deal because of her podcast that she has with her wife, but we had Abby Wambach on the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like anything really is possible. And so my, th- my thing is now we get a lot of emails i'm sure you do travis get these same emails where it's from like a publisher saying this book is coming out yeah you should read it and so if it's someone that i really want to have a lot of times i'll just respond and say how about i talk to her for the yarn or him yeah. for the yarn or them for the yarn yeah and sometimes they say yes so yeah we're dreaming big here i'm going with jacqueline woodson i would also like to have lisa Yi. i just finished her book and she seems super interesting oh, and fun yeah um that's a great one. You need to have John Agee. Is that how you say it? John Agee. John Agee. Yeah, you you need to have him. I see that's not on your list, but from the last episode, yep. he's someone that that you need to yep. to talk to. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that we've had. I really like that we've had a few recurring guests. Like I find that really yep. fun. Like you've interviewed uh, John Clausen a bunch. Yep. And we've interviewed Kate DiCamillo multiple times. Yep. I think that's really fun. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I think we definitely did not wait around with all of the children's book creators that we lost last year. Like, yeah. we don't need to wait to have people if there are people that we want to have, then we shouldn't Absolutely. sit around and wait. So how about you, Travis? Who do you want to have on the show? Yeah, that just that makes me think about last year. Last year's list, I had Jerry Pinkney mm. number one on the list, and you know, you just, you, I wish that that could have happened. That would have been great. Um, one person from the list from last year that we can check off is Phil and Air instead. Yes, we finally, finally had them on the show, and they had been on the list of people that we had wanted to have for a couple years. Well, really, since we started the since we started the podcast, we had been talking about that. So that was fantastic to be able to do that. And it was nice of them to do it. Um, so my list this year, number one, Serena Williams. Let's dreaming, dreaming big. Did you watch, did you watch King Richard? No, you haven't seen the dot. What? Tell me about it. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about Serena and Venus and their dad, right? Yeah, it, Will Smith is their father, Richard Williams. Yep. And it's just awesome. And they're like the same age as us, so just like the clock cars and the clothes and the yep. scenery is very reminiscent of our childhood. But I thought for sure you saw that and made you want to put that number. Yeah, you have to watch that document or not even documentary that movie. It's there's this line in it, Travis, where I'm just gonna. This is like all true stuff that happens, so I don't feel like I'm ruining it. But Venus or Serena is watching Venus play tennis in like this match, like early in her pro career. Yeah. And uh, Richard Williams says to Serena, "Your sister's going to be the number one player in the world." And yeah. Serena responds, "Responds, I know, Daddy." And then he uh-huh. says, "But you're going to be the greatest to ever play." 
Oh, it is just so awesome. Whoa. It's just so. So yeah, okay. So Serena uh, Williams, you want to have after you need to watch that documentary, HBO Max, man. Yeah. Let's go. I, I don't have HBO Max, <gasps> so that's Travis. I, I subscribe to too many streaming. Yeah, services. we're the same. It's a problem. Um, uh, so anyway, Serena Williams has a children's book coming out okay. this year. That's why I put her on the list because I feel like maybe it's possible she. Wrote a children's book, uh, picture book, and it's I believe it's coming out later this year. So, okay. Serena, let's do it. Let's go. Um, also, I would love Kwame Alexander to be on the show. Mm-hmm. I kind of can't believe Kwame Alexander hasn't been on the show already. Um, you know, he's just, he is such an interesting, entertaining, um, wonderful guy to talk to. And we played so basketball I, with him. We've played basketball with him, <laughs> Kwame. We let's do this, man. We gotta, uh, we gotta get an episode together. I think that would be great. And also, just Lane Smith. I was just thinking, you know, who's someone whose work I've really loved and respected over the years that we haven't had on the show yet? Lane Smith. And when I think Lane Smith, I think John Sheska, who oh, we also have not had on the show. Yeah. So both of those guys, that would just be fantastic to have both of them on. Maybe that can happen this year. We'll see. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm.